Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Flames Fancast. It's been a long, long time, over three months, but uh, we're back to cover all of the stuff that has happened in the offseason for the Flames, which is a lot. We have a jam-packed agenda for you today. So, uh, you know, without further ado, <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> we, we do this every year. We just we fucking don't record anything for months. Well, there's nothing. And there's not we, a lot to do in the summer. And then summer. we act I mean, like we act like people are gonna listen to this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they, and they're they're like you know like they, well they, fuck they, you guys for not pumping anything out they, for the last three months. They might enjoy a novel take on the ninety five things we have to discuss here. So this episode will not be three hours long. No, no, but it'll be it'll be it'll be long. It'll be substantial because there's a lot. So we thank you ahead of time. There's a lot to discuss. As always, yeah, thank thank you you for for listening, and, you know, we appreciate that you're still here, and... If you are. Yeah. Talking Uh, to So, let me ask you this. I wanted to ask you a a couple questions. How are you feeling about this season right now, returning? Just, what's your excitement level at? For the Flames? Like, I think I'm not excited. I'm excited because I'm a, I'm a hockey fan. I'm a Flames fan, but like Flames fan first. But I don't know. I thought I thought everything was disappointing, so I'm not very excited. My approach was like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down to the home opener, but you know, not expect much and just kind of enjoy it, watch it, not be a lunatic fan like I am sometimes, but just kind of sit there, you know, laying back, legs on the table, beer in hand, relaxed. Watching our team do probably stupid ass things against where the fuck we play in the first day. I don't know. But yeah. uh I mean the excitement ramps up when the season gets closer, obviously. There's not anything pumping you up for the NHL right now. Nothing whatsoever. No preseason games, no talk of the season, no line formations, nothing like that. So I think I mean like, it's it's yeah. uh, it's mid August. I know what can we it's, really expect? It's I'm not excited because it's far away too. I bet you if you ask me this question in a month, probably a little bit more excited. I mean, like it just, yeah. I you know, this season's gonna be kind of one of those keep my expectations real low, like really low, and then hopefully I get surprised to the upside. Otherwise, I'll just be like, well, didn't expect much. Fuck it. Rewind the clock, like three months, almost two months ago. For a living, it's not gonna renew his contract with the Flames. Rumors have it that. It's kind of a situation where it's either Sutter or me. For living ends up walking, as we know, Sutter's forced to walk. What do you make of that whole situation? Like, the for living, was he destined to go anyhow? Is this just a is this just a smoke and fire show, or is that the actual truth? Was he going to stay if Sutter left? Personally, I don't think so. But where do you where do you stand on that? I think the whole thing was handled piss poor from top to bottom. Uh. From a, from like a fifty thousand foot level, it was basically I think Trelvin's like I tried everything, and I I think I want I want Sutter gone because the whole room is gone. But then they end up not re-signing me if I'm Trelving, and then I see what a week later or two weeks later or whatever it was, Sutter's gone. Yeah. So I I think I'm looking at this whole thing. It's handled so piss poor that I think, and this will roll into. The Conroy thing, but it was handled so piss poor by ownership slash management slash whoever the fuck is making the calls on this that it's almost embarrassing. Actually, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to watch the whole thing go down. 
I think I I think yeah. The most embarrassing part was the fact that we 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 let our GM walk, and then it's under the assumption that we're keeping the head coach. But then after conversations within the club, it becomes clear to Don Maloney that uh, it's untenable to keep Daryl Sutter, which is absolutely mind-bogglingly shocking to me. That we have to... It takes these end-of-the-season conversations for him to actually realize that this is the path that we need to take. That was very surprising. But do you think, all things considered, would you have kept for living? If you could could keep for living right now, would you have kept him? Ironically, no. I I think I'm in the boat of... I don't think he, I think he needed something new too. I don't think I'm, I'm motivated to re-sign him, but at the same time, I think I would have, there would have been a different order of operations for me. Okay. If you, you know, as management and as ownership, you're, you're pro, you know, you're letting go Sutter. You know that because it was very clear to me. And I think it's clear to the press and fans, whatever, that the room fucking mutinied against the guy except for maybe two or three players i think it was a bit more than that but i i agree well, I, you know I, I think though. our general you know our star players if you will yeah we're not on on board with sutter well um, that and that's what i mean like when you kind of lose the, the core you lose you lose it all right um so I, yeah i don't think i would have but i again i i would have I would have let go Sutter first so that it wasn't going to leave on like, it, it wouldn't have looked like such a fucking shit show. Yeah. Right? It, it looked it like looked a shit bad. show after the fact that they let go or sorry, they don't resign Trelleving and then, and Trelleving kind of leaves all like almost dis- like, he looked disgruntled. And then there was like some weird ass fucking clause that he couldn't be on the fucking draft floor uh, after like the flames pick or some shit like that. Like, the whole thing looks so fucking petty on our end that it's it's embarrassing. And I think that's building into why I'm not so fucking excited about this year because I just didn't like how anything was handled in the offseason. And Maloney was... I mean, he's, a, he's probably just the messenger, right? But, wow. you know, he was embarrassingly open without even knowing that he was open. Because people kept asking him details about Sutter being let go and all this stuff. And he was like, well, you know, and then people were like, you know, catching on to the rumors about the players. And he was like, well, you know, we, we don't want to we don't want to run a place where the uh, the inmates run the run the prison or whatever. He said yeah. some stupid like that. But yet it was so blatantly obvious that that's what's going on. Yeah. Like, you know, that I just felt like a big reshuffle needed to happen, like. I'm talking about top to bottom, including ownership. I kind of wish somebody, I wish some Dubai, a Qatari sheik just buys his fucking club <laughs> and just like runs it like he's in the Premier League or something. Because I don't, I don't like this, like how this is being handled anymore. Like I haven't for a while, but I feel like this was the straw for me. Uh, it's it, it was a frustrating summer on many accounts and just, I guess I understand that we're, you know, hamstrung by the cap in some aspects, but just all this uncertainty surrounding players as well and the lack of closure with that and we're heading into training camps and things like that where, you know, there's a lot of unresolved contracts and questionable players on whether they want to be here or not. None nobody wants to be here. Nobody seems, no, I think there's some players. No, who, nobody wants to be here. 
Who else would be here? Igor Sardingovic signed a two-year deal. <laughs> Three point one million. I, I just like there's just nobody outside of some fucking bullshit Instagram nonsense from like Kadri, like and and Huberto's just, you know, basically saying like you guys are paying me this much fucking money. I I'm fine with being Kadri and like, Huberto are here for life, man. Yeah. So is Uyghur. I, well, Uyghur, Uyghur those are kinda, untradeable players. I, I don't, I don't mind. Well, Uyghur is tradable because I think he actually like has value. I don't. I uh, mean, they're untradeable not because they're so good. They're untradeable because their contracts are unmovable. <laughs> that, like McDavid is an untradeable player for Edmonton. You can't trade that guy. Our guys are untradeable for different reasons. <laughs> but I mean. Well, I mean, Fuck. how would you have handled that? Like you, okay, so you're man. If you're, it was me, ownership, I, I'm, yeah. I'm ownership. Okay, I fired Daryl Sutter immediately. And then I find out where Treliving stands in his heart. Is this the team that you want to manage wholeheartedly? Are you excited to be here? Do you want to work with these players that you've signed to long-term deals? The magic that you worked last summer, do you want to carry on with that? I would tell him, none of that blowing back is on you. I still think to this day that was the GM move of last summer. What he did to get this franchise back on track was incredible. The, the, the squad and the coach let him down. For living is not at fault in my opinion. I, no, I have that I, I agree with honest you. conversation with him, and I need to know, are you committed to being here and to working with this city and this town and this team to get us where we want to be, to help us achieve our goals? And if there's a hint of hesitation in his voice, it's time to move on to somebody else. But if he says, this is what I need to do, this is where I want to be, put that contract in front of me, I'll sign it right away. Uh, even if he adds a stipulation, but I can't work under Daryl Sutter because that undermines what I'm trying to do, fine. I understand. Yeah. But ownership probably looks... I, I, there's lots of things. They love Daryl Sutter, perhaps. Or they look at it, and I, and I don't really buy the financial reason, but firing him is a financial hit. Letting, letting Trey walk is free. Because the contract's expired. Firing Sutter costs money. I don't really buy that because mm-hmm. they fired him anyhow. Yeah, let's see. That was another fucking but, Mickey Mouse fucking but story, like, right? Like, it's just kind of neither here nor there. Again, it's, the, it's been the mantra of this team for seasons. What is our identity? What is our direction? What are we trying to do? And I'm more lost than ever this season. I mean, it'll be interesting when we do our, you know, preseason podcast in September about how we're going to preview the season, what we think the Flames are trying to accomplish, how they're going to look, how they're going to line up, what they want to do. Uh, maybe some contracts will be resolved or trades will have happened by then. I doubt it. But, I mean, that's, that's what I would have done. And that, that brings me to the next point, I guess. I, I guess we'll talk about Sutter. We'll talk about the coaches in a minute. But Conroy, you know, the, 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 yeah. search, the search was long and extensive. And they hired the guy who was in the office next door. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get it. Like, he's, he's a well-known flame. You know, he's got clout within the organization. He's a, he's a really nice guy. But I just wonder if he has the, you know, all of the characteristics to be a general manager in the National Hockey League, to put this team first and understand the needs and build kind of mid- to long-term future rather than short-term. I wonder if he has that. That's where I, I come into question. And I, I, I get he's a really nice guy. But sometimes I don't really want nice guys in positions like that. Sometimes it's nice to have maybe a bit of an unpredictable guy 
or a guy who's got a bit of a hard side and a soft side. Now, may, you don't maybe don't want that in your coach, but I think in your GM, you know, a bit, a little bit of, uh, 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 I don't know. I mean, steel. But hang on, like you kind of want that in your coach, though. Yeah, I mean, like, you you need a degree. Like I know everyone's all fucking sensitive I, now, but I, I like, honestly you need a degree, do not though. know what kind of coach the Calgary Flames need. No, I, I'm saying in general, though. You you yeah. kind of want the coach that's going to give if, you a hard if, time. If I was going to have a coach, he's he's probably not going to be a nice guy, but he has a nice side. He has a he has a sure, soft sure, sure. and empathetic side. But yeah. I I mean. I do not know what kind of coach this team needs. If you're asking me what I think it's Ryan Huska, I'd say no, but that's just that's just me. Which is which was odd, right? I mean, but yeah, sorry. Con- Conroy, what what are your thoughts on the I, whole I Conroy mean, thing? I, the Conroy thing I, from an isolation <clears throat> is two things. One, it shows the disarray of this club and how we couldn't find anyone better. Uh, I don't think anyone with any type of skill management-wise even a fucking applied for this job. And if they did or they got approached by the Flames, they asked for the fucking world, in my world, that's called bid to miss. Meaning, yeah, they'll give you an answer, they'll give you a price tag on how much they'll come for, but it's fucking so crazy that yeah. the Flames won't do it. So in which case, those guys can be like, well, I, I told them my number, right? Yeah. So I think that's what happened. I think... Because of the way they handled everything, every GM's like, well, fuck that place. Like, I'm not going there. Like, they have shit contracts. They got a team that's got players that's running the fucking show. Uh, they basically treated a Hall of Fame coach like he's fucking nobody, right? Regardless of what people think about Sutter, I personally don't put the guy at fault, frankly. I, I think when you hire Sutter, you know what you're getting. There is no surprises. And when you're a player especially, you know what you're getting. None of, none of what he did should be a surprise. Now, I'm not absolving him of anything that he did. I, heard, I mean, we've, we've read rumors about, you know, even potentially physically hitting people, like, whatever. Right? I, heard, I heard about that one, too, and I, I remember the player saying he didn't think it was anything like that. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Like my, was but that, my you point tell, is, that was probably you telling I, me I that. think it was me, yeah. but, like, because I'm your only friend. So, but That's my, true, yeah. <laughs> but my point is, like, I, I don't... Again, like, you know what you're getting with this guy. So... Um, in this case with Conroy, I'm sorry. I, I think not, not once in this fucking show since we started this, what, four years ago? I think it's been more than that. It's more than that. Yeah. And that's crazy, by the way. But uh, not once in this show have I ever, ever insulted someone's personality or their character. I always critique their professional side of their, of their life. And in this case, Conroy is not the right fit for me. I think... A nice guy is all well and good, and I think we need more nice fucking people in this world. But when a fucking journalist comes out and says he's like the Ted Lasso of fucking GMs, guys, and I was reading this on social media, message boards, everything, and everybody was like feeling all like, oh, he's he's all tantalizing to the fucking media. Like, oh, he's he's like just this like, uh, you know, there's a word for it, Um, but essentially like, Guys, it's not at all what you think. That's not the compliment you think it is at all. That, that, is, that is actually an insult to the guy. And it's damning on his ability to fucking be a GM. Like, it, it's just, to me, you had how many UFAs? You still have how many UFAs? You were going to bring in all these youngsters. That's going to be determined when the season starts. So there's no, there's, no, there's no point there. We don't know yet. Um, 
you still didn't make any big moves for these guys that like apparently don't want to be there, right? Lindholm, Hannafin. Yeah. I, I'm just there's been a lack of any type of action whatsoever outside of hiring the coach. In which case, you should be fucking walking out of that building if you couldn't find the coach by now. So I remember, you know, and this reminds me of endearing. The, the that was the word. The Sorry. only thing I endearing. can really think of is when we hired Tre Living. Uh, I remember there being rumors that the Flames are going to go for this assistant general manager on Arizona guy. And he had some clout. They're like, that's a really good pickup. He, this guy has a lot of potential. And I thought Treliving came in and said, didn't have any of those characteristic traits. Nobody really knew him. But it was clear he had the business acumen and that he was going to let his work speak for himself. And I, I think he did both of those things with the plum. Now, Conroy. I don't... I, it doesn't strike me as the, 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 the right. I, I did not have that feeling of confidence. Like, yeah, we, we might have got a steal here. And that's the way I felt about Mitch Love as a coach. That, that guy is ready to go. And this is, a, this is a kind of John Cooper coach that you're, you're going to miss out on if you, don't, if you don't take the chance on this kind of guy. Someone else took a chance on him, right? Because they knew what we had in our organization. But there was no feeling of excitement or anything like that when Conroy came. The Aginla thing just seemed like a giant PR stunt where he's just like, basically, whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do. And don't get me wrong, I love Aginla. One of my favorite players well, yeah, like I who said, can't has, love that guy. This has nothing to do with the people personally. But it's like, just... do I think those two are the best to be the general managers of the hockey club? No, I do not. Like, They're great ex-players. Yeah. But like, I'm not sure ex-players make A, good coaches, or B, uh, great GMs. I really don't I, think yeah, so. I mean... And I, I mean Decent or good players would, would be. I'm, I speak for on behalf of both of us when I say I, we both be glad to be proven wrong here. But it's just it just the character that I'm seeing on screen with this guy and on podcast, radio, whatever. Like he's like this affable, eerie, uh, so endearing guy that like everyone's like everyone loves me and I'm so nice and I you know bump my head around when I speak. It's just like dude, it's not just shut the fuck up and do the job. I don't want to hear like 15 line answers about one question. And I, your job is to fucking make deals, get this squad to a point where we all feel, and as we, I say, you as an organization, feel that it's going to be the best team you can put on the ice to the best of your ability. So, like, you shouldn't have any fucking players that don't want to be there. What can we judge Conroy on so far? The one trade? And the draft. I think I judge him on the coach, the coaching appointment more than anything right now. The coaching the draft, appointment, the trade, and the, the draft. The draft. Was, Three things. I think the draft. I I think they went with Treloving's playbook. So I, I don't think there's anything anything there that Conroy put his special touch on. Maybe he did. I, I don't Conroy know. was Conroy is obviously in on the playbook. So it, you, no, well, you, that's what I'm saying. It's like, his. I it's don't, his playbook. Too. I don't think it changed. Is my yeah. point. Like, and uh, in terms of trades, I mean, we haven't seen any. Really. Well, to fully trade. Well, fine, but I mean, that was that was going to happen, and he was the most tradable player at that point. Well, how come Toffoli got traded and Lindholm, Hannafin, Backlund for, for have not? It's a great question. Is it because we want to keep those guys? Is it because we haven't had the right offer for those guys? Is it because something about Toffoli made player, him movable? Any player that comes to you, and if this is assuming they did do this, 
any player that comes to you says, I don't want to be here anymore or goes to the press and like essentially says that they don't want to be there without saying it with all the words. You as a GM need to go like, fuck it. I will trade them because if you're going to convince them to stay and these are guys that maybe sure they were part of your core, but these aren't guys that are going to get you to the next level in the playoffs anyhow. So why are you giving them that kind of fucking treatment? Like, Oh, please stay. Please stay. No, no, no. You say, okay, you can go fuck yourself. I'll talk to you when I have a team lined up for you. And that's it. That's all it is. That's how you need to act as a GM. You don't want to be here. Get the fuck out and you will leave. (laughs) And that's it. I don't, I don't, I mean, it sounds simple when we say it. No, it's it totally. I'm not, but you know, I'm just saying if I were in that chair, I'd be like, dude, Thanks for telling me that you don't want to be here. I appreciate the honesty. I'm glad you didn't go to the press about it. I, I think one of them didn't, right? I think it was Hannafin that was more... It's all out. Well, it's all out now. News I'm is just all saying, out. I'm just saying that if these guys went to me directly as the GM and I, they say, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, I'd be like, okay, perfect. Thanks for telling me. I'll call you when I have a club lined up for you. Yeah. The end. It, it, this is, they're professionals. You just fight, say, that's it. Okay, you're done. I'm not going to grovel over you staying. Right, I don't want fucking characters like that anyway. That want me to do that. I mean, I I agree. I just think it's hard to move those guys. Hmm. It's hard to get to get value on Hannafin now. It's hard to get value on Lindholm I now. Know, but- and these kind of players, I guess, Trilliven can look at it and say, you know, I really Conroy. have. I, I <laughs> Conroy Conroy can look at it and say, I really have two options. A, I can trade him before the season, during the season, or three options. Sorry, or at the trade deadline. And they'll still retain value or, at certain points. Or I'll lose them for free. Yeah. Or if I'm a competitor, I keep them. Right? Yeah, but if you're I'm not competitive, a competitor. You're not a competitor. Well, not realistically, no. But the way we operate, we'll be, we'll be bubble again. There, there's only three guys that are they're permanent members of your staff or your squad right now. And that's essentially Huberto, Kadri, and probably Uyghur. But I, again, I think you can get value out of them. But... These other three guys, I think, I think getting value of them should not be this difficult. And even if you don't get the best value you think you can get, I don't want them around. Now, I'm not saying trade them for a fifth-round pick. I'm just saying you can get something out of it. So you should get rid of it pretty quick. And send a message to the team as the new GM being like, if you don't want to be here, I will find you a team. So just fucking tell me. Don't go to the press because it weakens my hand. Just do me that fucking favor. We've been paying you millions of fucking dollars. You have an amazing lifestyle because of this fucking club too. Like, yeah, you work hard. You got here. But give us the fucking respect. You want to go, just tell me privately and I'll handle it. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's any of that, man. No. No, I think communication is pretty poor. And I've heard a lot of things of Flames haven't contacted me, yada, 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 stuff like that. I mean, like, it's what just, can you yeah, do? I don't know. He, he's got he's got his work cut out for him. And yeah, for sure. I get that he's hamstrung by the cap, but not a lot has got done. But this is the job. Yeah, I heard the rumor today. Lindholm, it's nine or nine point five, eight years. No thanks. We don't need another fucking dumbass contract. That's like that. a lot of money, man. That's a lot of years. That's that's a lot of fucking years, man. How old is he now? Twenty-eight. I want to say twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. 
Yeah, you're right. He's 28, but he's turning 29 in December. So you give him an eight-year fucking extension. Fuck off. No, we're not doing it. There should be a fucking cutoff four or five years max from now on. Like, none of this bullshit eight-year shit. You just fuck yourself, like, every time when you do that. Like, you, yeah, you're given not... this guarantee for life for these guys when you give them eight years, man. What, what is their incentive to fucking play hard and, and, and you know, potentially try to make a play that might injure them? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway. Like, it's just it's what the players want. They want that financial security, and the Flames feel like they're, in a, they're backed into a corner, right? Let's talk Sutter. I guess we say I mean, the, we did, but the, the right move. I mean, what do you? What's going on in your mind? Like, I mean, I you're mean, you're you you're should, a Sutter you, fan. You should have fired him sooner. Yeah, I don't blame Sutter for the way the season turned out. To me, it's on the players. They did not perform. Um, that season from Huberto was unacceptable, and Sutter made a lot of very strange decisions. Uh, I guess it's just these players stop playing for him. And at that point, A, I blame the players because you just can't stop playing, but that's what they did. That happens all the time. I guess I shouldn't be so surprised, but, you know, he had to go in the end. We had no choice. Would I have kept him anyhow? No. Would I have hired Huskut? No. <laughs> but whatever. He's gone. He's collecting his check on his ranch in Viking. I, I, I walked by him downtown. Like, oh, oh, yeah? How yeah, long ago? Like, it was like a month ago. But he was walking around. Like, you could just tell. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, he doesn't give a <laughs> shit, give a shit man. man. He's like, going to get paid like, for the next couple of years. Um, you think he'll go back and coach somewhere? I mean, like, I think the you're going to have to have a – it's going to have to be like a one-year, like, would you, stimulate would you accept the fucking that? club type – I, I Probably mean, a two-year deal. You know what? Honestly, like, I don't mind. Again, I don't mind the guy. Like, he might be a little outdated for for the game, but if you're a club that you know needs to just like kind of restabilize their team, sometimes a guy like that coming in, like, he fixes things up, has a shelf life, and then goes. Right? Like, I don't think he's been anywhere. We for experienced a long time. the expiration date on that shelf life hard. Yeah, it hit hard. Up. But right. I also think it's the it's the it's the makeup of the players that we have too. We experience it, that hard. It, it too. might have it might have been a different breed of players in Sutter's past few teams here, right? It was a different breed of players. You know, everyone talks about how fucking nice Conroy is and all this shit, but you know the guy f- flourished under fucking Sutter. Yeah. Like you think a guy yeah, like he that, was great under yeah. Sutter. And that whole team was great under Sutter. Yeah, they it, played Sutter hockey. They bought in. They bought in. They and, got to a cup final. They, it, they won it in game six, but and here again, we are. And, and again, like, it's in the past and the game is very different. But, like, it, you know, the, the characters that we're talking about here, you would think are types of characters that would fold like origami against this guy, right? When he starts fucking ripping the menu on. But he didn't. And it turns out that these guys couldn't fucking take it. Well, I mean, I the, mean on- the onus is on them now to perform. Because the biggest obstacle to your success has now been removed, allegedly. So yeah. the thing that was causing you the most grief and the most problems is now gone. So, hey, Huberto, Kadri, Uyghur, it's, it's time for you to step up. It is really time for well, you to step specifically up. Specifically, Kadri, that guy was probably the most vocal about it, man. Well, specifically, Huberto for me. Well, Huberto, yeah. The worst me. point differential in the NHL <laughs> history. 
I have no, I have no words. I mean, you got to think there's any, nowhere shame. to go but up from there. Like, <laughs> the bar is real low. Yeah, well, what's a, what's a successful season <clears throat> for Huberto for you? What's a successful season look like? It's got to be, you got to get me at least 80 points. Uh, 80 points is success? Fuck that, man. Come on, man. He barely, he didn't even get fucking a, 60. A successful season for this guy? Yeah, I'm going I think with so. 95. Well, what is he? Who does 95. he have? Who does he have? Great to set him season up? is 100. Who does he have? To he set? is the setup guy. Who does he, he have? He is the setup guy. Who does he have? He could set up Bennett on Florida, man. If you can set up Bennett, you can set up Mangiapane. He did. You can though. set up Kadri. Kadri's not. You a can goal set star. up Blake Coleman. What the fuck is that guy doing? Dude, the only Collecting guy that his was five million dollar paycheck. The only guy that was fucking scoring on this team just got fucking traded. So I mean. Well, set up Igor Sarangovich, man. I don't give a shit. Set up Pelche. Set up Zari. I don't care who you set up. You're the setup guy. Set up somebody. Manj, Manj should get going. Manj I, had a 40-goal season. I want 100 points from the guy, okay? But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. That's, but that, him, is a, that is yeah, a good, great season. It just goes to show you how low season my is 95. fucking bar is this year. The, the, the high expectations lead to better results. No, high expectations lead to me fucking wanting to hang myself <laughs> after a fucking shit season. Right, like all my teams have started again for yet another fucking season of what is likely to be major disappointment. So I just want to set the bar low everywhere. That's being a sports fan, though. Just... <laughs> okay, I wish I could pick fucking Real Madrid and Manchester City every year and all this shit. Yeah, you're just you're just always upset. Yeah, um, Huska. What about it? I mean. Why not? I don't understand why we did that. Well, because we hired the the GM that was in the next door office, so why not the coach, right? Yeah, but you had a coach. Again, an extensive league-wide search that produces Ryan fucking Huska. What is it that Huska has that Mitch Love didn't? I don't know. You, you, it was such a no-brainer to bring up Mitch Love. But maybe there was something more going on. Maybe he wanted to bring his own staff in or whatever. Whatever. That's his prerogative. But if I, if I were Jam again, I'd be like, yeah, bring it, man. You, <laughs> your, your fucking work, your, your results speak for themselves. Do you notice that both Kirk Muller and Ryan, or Mitch Love went to Washington? That's interesting. Both of them. I, I missed on the Kirk Muller part. They went, uh, Washington went in hard and got... Uh, What's his face? Mitch Love. They, they, they got him. And that's because we... What, what kind of conversations were there about, oh, yeah, we kind of flirted about you being an assistant coach? It should have been, if you're not the head coach, you are the assistant coach. Bang on. Yeah. That is, that is guaranteed. You need to keep those kinds of guys in the organization, which leads me to another point that I just thought of that I'd been thinking of all summer, is fuck are we bad at asset management, man? <laughs> like, I look at just prospects that we shit away and like these players that just go for nothing. These trades that we get for diminishing returns, like Sarangovich, great. Thanks for signing the contract, but man, you're going to get 50 points at best. At best. Maybe you have a decent two-way game, you know, it's nice to have some Russian blood in the team, I guess. <laughs> but like, <laughs> we haven't had a lot of Russians in a while, man. I... I I've, I've always wanted us to sign, like, a good Russian, you know? Name the last Russian that played for us, other than Sergeyevich. I think it was, like... He better be Russian. I just gotta look this well, up. Well, Zadorov, man. What the fuck are you talking Zadorov's about? Zadorov's Russian? Yeah, man. 
can't believe you have to Google this. We have a podcast. You know, it's oh, about Sarah the Sarangovich isn't even fucking Russian, so it doesn't matter. He's Belarusian. <laughs> yeah, but they're like allies now. Belarus, Russia, it's the same thing for them. Zadorov is Russian. Okay, I fuck. I forgot about you're, Zadorov. You, you kind of wish we had like a but, Pavel uh, Bure but, but type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I know a, you're a skilled, about. silky yeah. Russian. Not yeah. like a guy they wheeled out of a Siberian gulag, man. That's Zadorov. <laughs> That's where he comes from. I want the guy who's like the freaking premier's son has got his hair slicked back and he's like, I'm going to score 90 goals this year. <laughs> that, that's the guy I want. But Do you remember we had Igor Krivokrasov? You remember that guy? No. He was on Nashville. He was actually pretty good. I don't, I don't know what happened when he came to us, but I'd have to look up his stats Seriously, again. though, before Zadorov, who was the Russian? Yeah. Well, uh, Oleg Saprikin, probably. Andre Zuzin, is he Russian? Uh, you're going back quite a ways. That's that's. I think so. Susan was after Saprikin, <clears throat> I think. No, 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 no. Saprikin, Saprikin was in the playoff run. Man, Susan was not. Susan was before that. I can't remember. I'll, well, I'll we have like Makarov and like. Oh, that's old. I mean, that's super that's old, old, right? Um, I I think Saprikin was our last one. Yeah, honestly, before Zod. <laughs> Who you magically forgot. Of course, you forgot Zadorov. You fucking insult the guy all season. He fucking takes a Whatever, shit man. on your fucking analysis. He wants analysis. to play here. I know that. Yeah, he likes playing, He wants man. to be here. Um, Good old Nikita. Yeah. Count on him in a pinch. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, Huska, like, go out there and prove me wrong, man. But Yeah, I want everyone to prove me he wrong. He just but... seems so uninspired. Uh, and he seems like such an... It's, it just seems like such a ho-hum, risk-free choice. But, like is it, he, but, but what was so risky about Mitchell Love? Guy had an amazing fucking season uh, He in just the wasn't in the Flames organization. You took two guys that were in the organization. You knew the ropes. I guess it talks about... I guess if you're a, if you're a mediocre assistant GM or a mediocre uh, assistant coach, you get promoted. But if you have the most goals in the AHL, you don't have a fucking chance to play in the Flames. I'll tell you that. So... There you go. What kind of message does that send? I don't even know what message this team wants to send anymore. But in fairness, I, I'm going to go. Conroy and Huska were both the wrong picks, but I'm I support them nonetheless because I have no choice and I want them to succeed. I do not want to, these guys to fail. I like them both; they're likable guys. I just think there were better candidates out there that we should have gone with. I think you summed that up nicely. I, what was the Toffoli trade? Toffoli and Toffoli for Igor Sarangovich and what, a third? I think so. Third or a fourth? Maybe a second? I don't know. No, I don't think it was a second. What do you, what do you think? I mean, like, he wanted, it's clear that he wanted to go. He was probably the most private out of Be- it. Best deal we could get? Ah. He had a great year, but I think he had a great year through the environment of which he was put in. We got a younger player signed for two years. On decent money return. He's yeah, not, yeah, it's a little you know, risk. I know this guy because in my hockey pool, he was like a fringe player, one of those <laughs> players that everyone kind of drops and picks up, like right on the bubble. Now, yeah. as comparison, Toffoli was in everyone's roster and an undroppable guy. But there are worse players out there that we could have got. You're probably more hoping... He has potential. He's younger. Yeah. You're you're hoping he has a breakout with us. He fits whatever system we're trying to implement, and then you're 
your fallback is the is the pick that you get out of it and you just hope you get someone I, good. I out think of it. you know a line that would suit this, I think, would be Backland, Coleman, and this guy. I think it'd be a really good shutdown transition line. That'd be that'd be the best line he's played on in, in his fucking career and here. That that leaves a lot of room for what what happens in your first two lines, or maybe that's your second line. I don't know, but that's a that's a line that I could see you could get some success out of this guy. I, I'd like to see that kind of formation if, if Backlund stays, but who the hell knows? I mean, for me, it's, it's a wash. Um, I don't Conroy, see the, Conroy did okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't personally see much downside in that trade just because it's like... I don't wanted think, to go. I don't think... Yeah, he wanted to go, and I don't think Toffoli's repeating a season like that. So, um, But we did say after his first season was kind of disappointing, we knew that he was going to bounce back because he's got, I feel like he's got a good character when it comes to that. He's competitive, but um, if he wants to go, he wants to go. You have no choice. You're getting something out of it. He's not repeating that season that he had last year. So, or unlikely, maybe he does, but. So I, I know we've touched on it before and we've talked about the potential Lindholm deal, but the Lindholm, Hannafin, Backlund, the rumors that they want out. I, I know you said very, very succinctly that they should just get the fuck out. But get the fuck. How, how out. do you handle? How do you handle that? I already told you. All I, right. I tell them, I'm gonna find you a team. So Don't talk to anybody. What's anymore. your What's your ideal return for these players? And okay, if fine. you can, a team. High picks. That's probably the best. High I'm picks. Get. Potential prospect. You yeah. Know? I mean, picks and prospect. You're not gonna get like a established player out of these guys. Maybe. Maybe out of Lindholm you're gonna get that, maybe. But why? Why bother with an established, like older player? Like, yeah. you, what are you trying to build here? So it goes back to what's the fucking goal here? What's the identity you're trying to make out of this club? I'm looking at Lindholm as that's my blue chip hand. That that's that's my most powerful player that I could trade in the market. I'm gonna to try to get either a high first round pick in a year where I know it's gonna be deep again. Or I'm going to get some prospect that I know is going to, you know, that, that is very t- highly touted to do well. And I'm going to give him some fucking playing time. A Lindholm type player should command a high picks and, you For know, sure. an A grade prospect. Yeah, in, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. I think, I think you can get a mid to lower mid kind of first, first round pick um, and a high tier prospect. I don't think you're going to get a top. I don't think you're going to be able to trade him to like an Arizona where you know you're going to get a top ten first round oh, pick. Boston, Boston yeah. seems like the most likely destination for me. Sure. I mean, the thing is, like, if you could get someone in his like early twenties that is somewhat established and he's growing in the league, you go for it, right? Like, I would have said, like, if you could trade for like a McAvoy or something like that, or a Pasternak before his big breakout seasons, like, you would have went for that too, but. I mean, these things, it's hard to predict, right? You know, everyone knows whose prospects is what. Like, everyone knows that. But nobody knows which one of these guys are going to make the breakout, right? Like, Pasternak, like, fucking came out, what was it, like, two years ago, where he just started fucking dominating. He was doing so well, right? When these guys hit that stride, you can't stop them, especially if you have the skill, right? Um, but, yeah, like I said, Lindholm is going to command you the most return. And then number two... Hannafin. I mean, Hannafin should command you a decent return. I think it's at best you're going to get like a very low first round pick at best. Um, at, 
probably worse. You get like a second rounder and like some half decent prospect, like a defender prospect or some shit. Value seems high on this guy right now. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd love to be proven wrong. I, I think, I think you push for the first rounder at, at worst, in my opinion, and not even care about the prospect. You try to get a first rounder from a deep, upcoming deep draft year, like like this year. Everyone knew this was going to be a fucking deep yeah, year. Yeah. You needed to start trading for these first rounders fucking like four years ago. Well, dude, I think we have a first round that we've already lost. Yeah. I mean, down the road somewhere. I can't remember. Yeah. We, Monaghan we rings a bell. Yeah. I think we do. Um, and then last but not least, you know, <laughs> Backlund, Backlund second round pick. Been a B rate prospect. I think that would be generous. Okay. Yeah, he's old. Like, I mean, I I would go for that for sure. Backlund but like, is a deadline moving guy that you move at the deadline. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he, but so he showed some value finally in the playoff, in the playoffs the, the season before. He was our best player. He actually kind of showed like any type. He showed some will to win, like which I haven't seen in fucking Backlund in a long time. So I think I'm hoping if anything, the last couple of years where he's shown to be one of our better players might have propped up his value again. A little bit. But you're not getting a... I don't think you're getting a first-rounder. Anyone else on the Flames that you're looking to move? Oh, Jesus. How much time do we have, man? I would fucking move everybody. Fuck's sake. I already told you my plan. My plan would be you get rid of Real, literally real, realist, everybody. Realistically. No. Not everybody's going to leave. This is realistic for me. You keep Huberdo, Kadri, and fucking Uyghur, and you trade literally everybody else that doesn't want to be here. I would trade Anderson. I would trade fucking Markstrom for a bag of pucks. I would just trade everybody. I think like, Anderson wants to be here. I don't know that. If he does, keep him. Great. But like I said, you, you trade all these guys that have value and that don't want to be here. You get a bunch of prospect or a bunch of picks that you can get and as many prospects as you can get. Try to get those picks at really good draft years. And then by the time that fucking Huberto's about to approach 38, you, I'm hoping by then some of these picks will be manifesting into fucking men who are 23, 24 years old. They're still children. But like they actually start playing, you know, they're starting to enter their peak, right? 24 to like 28, 29. That's like your peak years as a hockey player, right? Even in your 30s. So... That would have been my plan. It's like this big, long-term, crazy-ass plan that nobody likes, but I don't give a fuck. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, you're keeping guys like Manji and you're keeping Dubé and, like, you know, you got, you got like, guys like, you know, um, I don't know, Zadorov who want to be there, who try hard every game, who's not going to fucking ask me for four fucking million to six million a year. Yeah, because he's not he, worth that. I know, but he's a good character guy who beats the shit out of people, man. I don't mind that. I really don't. And he's got he's got hands and he's got speed. Zadorov? He's dude, when that he's guy not gets the fastest in, guy. When he gets in stride, nobody gets in his way. He's just got that momentum, man. How many times have you seen him bomb up the ice? Every game. My memory is scant on that. Every, I, every game we watch where he does that, I'll point it out to you. He does it often. All right, all right. I will be watching for the Zadorov bomb <laughs> this season. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, I mean, I was thinking maybe you trade one of Markstrom or Vladar to give Wolf in there. 
that's what I meant by that. And I was looking for a response, but you, you walked away. So I'll respond to myself. Yes, that seems like a good idea. I think Wolf is due for a, a shot in the big leagues. Uh, listen, before the, it comes out as news, I know Conroy has said we're going to have a captain this year. Oh, who, wow. Who is, who is the what, captain? What, what and who, a change. Who, who are your three A's? I, I think Wolf deserves a chance, by the way. And I don't see any downside in fucking playing him. So trade, I, I would try to trade Markstrom, just leave Vladar and Wolf around. Markstrom's unmovable for me. I, I but know, but I mean, whatever. Because so. math, cap, the cap era, but. Okay. Yeah. Hey, who's, um, who's captain? Fuck. I don't know who wants to be here. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Hey, who are your three assistants? Maybe, maybe, maybe Anderson. Hey, I don't Anderson's know. Anderson's captain, three assistants. Honestly, I'd give one to Zadorov, man. Zadorov. I'd give one to... I don't know. There's just so many uninspiring... I'll, you know what? I'd give one to Kadri if I see Kadri. in the first 10 games that he actually fucking gives a shit again. And? Uh, it's going to be decided before the season, so. Kadri. Yeah. Zadorov. I, <laughs> I fucking love Big Z, man. Um, I guess I guess Huberto is probably there Huberto. too, because he he has, in fairness, and this is easy to do when you're the most paid player in the team, but he has shown leadership qualities to some of these younger players. He's kind of like taking them under the, his wing and stuff. So I, I you know, I could see yeah. him being in the running. He's captain for me because it's your team now, and it's time to be a man and not suck. So. You have all the tools you need to be the guy. Then Anderson, Kadri, uh, and Uyghur. They wear the A's. Backlund can keep his A if he's Yeah, uh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll remove the door off and put Uyghur there. <laughs> well, Backlund, we're both. Well, Backlund, I Backlund, Backlund was an A, there. but he, you know, we're going to demote him. That's, that's certain to yeah. leave. <clears throat> yeah, I, I wouldn't have Backlund for sure. We'll see. We will see. What they do, because that's got to be coming out soon. So. Yeah. I just didn't like Uyghurs, like, kind of hit on the Saddle Dome. Yeah. That's not that a, was a year ago, though. I know. But well, what do you mean? You, so what? It was you, his you first saw, year. You signed the deal, man. Grow up. What do you, what do you, what do you want to spend time in a cushy dressing room? <laughs> Get the fuck out. Your, your performance is on the ice. The ice is all the same. The bench is all the same. Like, grow up. Grow the fuck up. Anyhow. If you had to guess one or two next steps that will occur, occur between now and preseason, what do you think? Or sorry, now and the regular season, what, what, what do you, do you think? Steps? Like, like uh, there's a there's a Lindholm trade. Uh, Zari makes the team. Pelche makes the team. Matthew Phillips scores 50 goals in Washington. Oh Jesus Christ! Ideal world, I see Backlund, Lindholm, and um, Hannafin gone. Like ASAP. That's a lot of next steps. I know, but I, I mean, they don't want to be here, so go away. Um, and then, yeah, next step would be to promote a bunch of... They, Conroy talked about bringing in the youth, right? He, he said that numerous times. So I want to see who he brings up. I want to see guys like Coronado get playing time. I want Pelche to get playing time. I want... I want some of these guys that were performing in the, at the Heat last season to get fucking playing time. Right, uh, like uh, so, 
Um, like Wolf, I want him to get playing time. And yeah, I think I, I'm, I don't want to put my I don't want to put the bar up too high for Coronado, but he looked pretty good. And like I think him and Pelche will hook up real well. Um, so I, I'm expecting him to have a decent season, but I want Pelche to be a bit of a goal machine. I want to see a goal machine out of that guy. I'm not saying get 50 goals next year, but I'm just saying I want to see something north of 25 or 30, 30 goals. I think would be a, 30 goals would be a good target for him if we can get that out of him. It's, it's lofty, but I think, I my, think it's there. My guess is that we're involved in some kind of blockbuster trade before the season starts. I don't know what. That's my guess. There's no balls. There's no balls on this team to do that, man. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I hope you're right. But I, I don't see the balls for that. I Troving had balls, man. That guy <laughs> had fucking balls. He fucking carried his balls in a wheelbarrow, man. Like, that guy, he fucking... Like, those trades he did, you know, those are, like, fucking adrenaline. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll fucking do this, you know? <laughs> like, he gets off the phone, starts slamming it on the fucking desk and shit. Like, that guy, he had balls. No one could... Love or hate Trolving, everyone will agree that he had balls. Yeah, Some I Some of those trades were I fucking, agree. like, you're like, holy fuck. There was a usual, sometimes you just wake up and you'd see, like, on Twitter or TSN, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was big. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't see that out of Conroy. There's no, no. There's no... There's no personality makeup But I think that. someone might lay a deal in Conroy's lap that materializes. And he might, yeah, that's fair. might put his own kind of spin on it, but I think something will happen before the season starts. I think. That's yeah. my guess. I don't know what. I'm, I'm really huge on the crystal ball here, but one of those guys, I think, Lindholm, Hannafin, Backlund, gone before the season one starts. One of them. One of them. Not yeah. all of them, eh? No. I, I, you know, I'm going to eat my words. All three of them are going to be here. Who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Nothing that we're I feel, seeing right I now I feel is like it's going to be trade deadline movement and I just hope my one wish is that this team finds identity and direction and that we can unfuck ourselves for the fucking we've been doing since 2004. So, like, Jesus. That's all I got on the paper. <laughs> I mean, I think that's enough. You got anything else? No. You never have anything else. Why am I shocked? Because I'm the one that fucking edits this thing and makes sure that it fucking sounds crystal clear for fucking our, our 30 people that listen to this. That's true. Right? You do a great your job. Your job is to market, which we don't need to get into your performance on that <laughs> I one. I didn't know my job was marketing. Yeah, man. You have the Twitter account. <laughs> like yeah, you tweet I, there like I, once a month. I should, I should go. I'll go tweet something. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about I'll it. I'll tweet this episode, in fact. Well, it's fine. I don't want the it's, attention it's a ba- It's a bad time. I'm over it. For promoting podcast like i need to i need i'll Is get on your it when expert the, marketing when the, expertise when the season starts. Oh, there's no hockey news right now right it's just you should be <sighs> tweeting when if and when i'm hoping it's when conroy does a big blockbuster deal where he proves people like you and me completely wrong that he's got bigger balls than fucking Trelving and does this crazy ass deal for like i will say lindholm and hannafin for like fucking not one but two <laughs> wheelbarrows to carry his balls around yeah one for each ball one for each yeah <laughs> and like heavy duty wheelbarrows you know yeah like the weight is flattening so the tires w- and- <laughs> when are we okay so how about this when are we going to let's promise the fans 
an episode at a certain time frame. Yeah, so well, that we put pressure on ourselves to fucking record something. We here. will have our next episode is our season preview episode, and that is around the the the, the like mid to end September. That's when that is. That's a bad date for you, what, though. What? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So we'll have to find like a random Tuesday night. That's when you do it. Correction: It's a great date for me, but it's not well, good for the okay, podcast. Okay. What if we? What if we do? <laughs> what if we do like uh, early October? Early October like, works. Like literally right before the puck drops on the first game. I mean, unless something happens in between then and October, it's beginning of October. Well, listen, we're going to have, there's going to be a, a season preview podcast for sure before, before the first game. Of the I could season. do September 24. Yeah, that's, that's early. <laughs> and like we can do then or we'll, it'll either be in early, late September or the earliest of Octobers. All right. That's when it'll be. Okay, fans, if you made it this far, Cause, you heard cause, it here uh, first. Because I don't know, when's the season start? October what? It's something. Like mid-October, right? No, a little. I like it's October. I want to say October. I'm going to Google it right now. You Google that. And I'll talk to our fans by myself. Because you can't multitask. 2023, you need to get the year. <laughs> Got the year. Well, that's preseason. Good Lord. Regular season schedule. <laughs> Would you like to read everything you're we'll doing? We'll commence on your phone? Tuesday, October 10th. So let's call it between October 1st and 10th. All right. You're going to have that preseason episode, pre preseason preview. Stay tuned. Because I don't put think. Your, put your notifications on. Because, yeah, that's when the next one will be. So, like, yeah. like a little over, a little under two months from now. Because yeah, there's not a lot happening in the hockey world right now. Yeah, that's true. It's been pretty moot. Uh, any fans that. End up in Calgary. Um, we had messages not long ago about grabbing a beer with us, all that stuff. Guys, we're open to all that stuff. Planesfancast at gmail.com. Um, or Twitter. Or Twitter. Yeah. Flames, the, Flames the, the, the account that we Twitter. don't use. The, the account that's got a bunch of notifications because like porn bots are fucking messaging us on there now. It's so in, I will inactive. I will be on tonight. There you go. Um, but yeah, keep... Keep the feedback coming. Uh, we know that we're the most niche show out of all the Flame shows, uh, but I think we actually are original versus the others. So keep listening. I'm going to promote it. Way to go. Hardcore tonight. They're going to be like, fuck me. Two and a half hour show. I don't want to fucking listen to this. It's not, it's not two and a half hours. Two hours? We're probably, we're probably what? We're probably in. Well, you got here. At, ah, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. No, we're, we're in like, we're at an hour. We're right at an hour. That's my guess. All right. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Episode 92 of the Flames Fancast. We love you. We appreciate you. We're looking forward to the season that's going to come in two months from now. But hey, in the meantime, enjoy what's left of your summer. Take care. Have a great morning, great afternoon, and wonderful evening. Bye-bye.